Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? We are back with another episode of the Morning After Spoiler Podcast. I am Renee, your host, Loki Geek, and episode three of Moon Knight is upon us. Uh, the episode title is The Friendly Type, and uh, we got some interesting story beats here, and uh, we got more insights into this new world we're being introduced to, full of ancient Egyptian gods and supernatural stuff and, you know, the Mark Spector, Stephen drama that's all going on. Um, so we got a lot of good story beats here and I'm excited to discuss some things with you guys. Um, as always, if you're new to the channel and you like what you see, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Um, and for those of you returning, welcome back and also if you're an audio listener or you want to listen to episodes like this in audio format you can easily do so by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the Loki geek channel there and you can find this episode and many others that you can easily download and play off of there so just wanted to first start off with some initial thoughts of the episode so I got a lot of, you know, like Indiana Jones slash the mummy vibes in this episode. Um, a little good parts, you know, action, story. We got a little bit more insight on some of the characters that we're being introduced to. But we definitely got a lot more of Khonshu. Um, we got to like understand a little bit more about somewhat of his reputation in the God world, so to speak. And we were introduced to the possibility of um, speaking to these other gods and, you know, understanding how these other gods um, are really uh, reacting to all the events that are unfolding um, with um, Conchu and Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant, right? So, you know, I really, really, I thought this episode was good. Um, definitely for me personally, is probably much better than episode two. Because again, we I felt like the movie, the the story that was moving along more. Um, like I said, we're we're learning and understanding more about a lot of these characters. We're understanding a little bit more about the dynamic between the gods and the characters on Earth, and kind of what the repercussions could be if things don't work out that well. Right? Um, the action in this episode was really well done. Um, definitely um, a lot better and we're getting uh, again more insights on how Moon Knight kind of like you know covers himself and how he really um, goes into battle and we got to see a lot more of the relationship between Layla and Mark slash Moon Knight you know and you know Layla seems to be very used to a lot of these things because you know as we found out that they went on a lot of adventures together so she's had to deal with the the mix of mark and moon knight however she's not very familiar with steven um so that's why it's really interesting to see how she in this episode those relationships are starting to like reform so to speak 
Um, also, something very interesting happened in this episode, too, that uh, I definitely do want to talk about when it comes to more of the spoiler territory um, a little later on in this episode. However, my main question for all of you who are watching, and please make sure to you know give provide your answer in the comment section, are you still enjoying this series? Because we are now three episodes in. And yeah, at times it does really feel like a slow burn. Um, I think it, it's we're not at the crux yet as to what the main um, main antagonist is here in this episode. I mean, yes, we all assume it's going to be uh, Arthur Harrow and all that, but I do feel like there's other things probably rumbling in the background. Um, something that we haven't been introduced to yet, maybe, perhaps. Um, so I, I, I'm very curious as to how the audience is really reacting to this series so far. Because, you know, when you compare it to a lot of the more recent Marvel shows, it's definitely a lot different. And it's definitely taking its time in telling out the story and making sure to develop the characters and all that, which is perfectly fine, which is great. Um, because again, this is the first time we're being introduced to this character. Um, unlike on the other shows, you know, we are already following the events of characters that we were already previously introduced to, especially like in the movies, right? So I'm wondering how patient the audience is at the moment, you know, because again, like we are learning stuff, but is it enough to make people really fall for Moon Knight? You know, like really say like, oh, I really, really like this character. I, I still feel like there's so much more to uncover, unravel when it comes to him as a character and how he may overall play into the MCU. Uh, or are they going to just keep him as a Marvel streaming show character? Right. It, it's kind of hard to tell at this point. Um, and to be quite honest and fair. Even though some of the additional characters like Layla are interesting in it in their own way, I don't think they're as strong as some of the previous other side characters that we were introduced to. You know, for example, like Loki, the Owen Wilson character was so fascinating and you really, really um, took on to his personality. And, you know, when things would happen throughout the episode, you really were invested in what would happen. You know, same thing with Lady Loki, right? Um, I, I feel like a lot of people were really invested in this character. Um, and then you look at shows like Hawkeye, right? Kate Bishop was a fascinating character. And I think, you know, very early on, people were drawn to her and really wanted to understand her more and see what she's capable of. Here, I'm not getting that sense at all with anybody. I mean, yes, obviously, I want to know more about, um, you know, Mark Spector and Stephen Grant and what the difference really is between the two and, you know, how long did Mark know that Stephen was around? And, you know, obviously Stephen had no idea that Mark was around and everything like that. You know, there's still so much to uncover. Uh, and I feel like we're barely scratching the surface yet on this on this um, particular character here. So I'm very curious as to what all of you are thinking so far. So please definitely do let me know in the comments. Um, again, as for myself, I'm still pretty much enjoying the show. Um, and this particular episode, like I said, is better than episode two, even though there are a lot of slow moments in here because there are a lot of um, 
minutes used in this episode to talk about story, to dive more into relationships and um, the chemistry between certain people, right? To understand more about Khonshu and the gods that he is surrounded by, you know, and, and it's really, really fascinating how we are getting, you know, little bit, little bits here and there about what's really happening in this universe that we're being introduced to. I mean, it's the same universe as everyone else, but we just haven't seen this side of it yet. And it's very new for a lot of us, right? And again, I've said this before in a previous episode, I am not so familiar with the Moon Knight comic book series at all. You know, I am somewhat familiar with the character and what, you know, some of his background and what he's capable of. Um, But I'm learning everything fresh like most of you who probably have no idea who Moon Knight was. But you're, you know, a big fan of the Marvel shows and the MCU. So you're in along for the ride to see like, well, how does this character play out, right? So um, I think that, you know, with three episodes in, I believe it's only a six episode series. Things need to start picking up. In the next three episodes right and you know again i mentioned this in the previous episode that reviewers and you know critics and all that they were given the first four episodes up front to kind of do their you know reviews and 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 whatever they do right uh, to preview the series so i am very very curious as to what is going to be in store in episode four and how that is going to lead into the last two episodes of the series. Um, so it's really, really fascinating. I get, it's, I'm still in, um, but I am very curious as to what uh, maybe a more generic Marvel fan, uh, a more casual fan will probably take this series, you know, because if you ask casual fans, especially with all the Marvel streaming shows that have already come out, you will hear different responses as to which episode, which uh, shows that they liked, right? I think for the most part, a lot of people loved WandaVision, but then some people really loved Hawkeye above that, you know? And then you have those who really, really loved Loki, you know, just like put that above everything else, you know? For me personally, I think... Loki was probably the best show um, that I've seen, but WandaVision being very close. And of course, Hawkeye is always a, a favorite of mine ever since I was a kid. So I'm going to be very biased on that. But not to take it away from any other show that came out. You know, every show has had its purpose and has its great moments and sometimes bad, right? So, you know, it's yet to be determined how I'm going to feel about this series when it comes to an end. But I am liking what I'm seeing. Again, I am liking the the pace of this particular episode. I liked the the action bits and more about it. It feels like you know one of those like swashbuckling archaeology type of movies. You know, like like I said, like The Mummy or Indiana Jones or maybe even like a National Treasure, right? Something like that. And those things are exciting and fun. Those type of movies are exciting and fun. So, um, so yeah, so those are just my initial thoughts. But I think now is better time than any to really go into more spoiler territory. Hey, guys and gals looking for the latest and greatest in collectibles and pop culture merchandise? Well, have I got the perfect destination for all of you. For example, are you a huge fan of Funko Pops? Well, get the latest Moon Knight Funko Pop before everyone else. 
It's available for pre-order now on Entertainment Earth. Entertainment Earth is the premier place online for the latest and greatest toys, the most exciting action figures, and the coolest gifts and collectibles pop culture has to offer. From television, movies, sports, collectibles, comics, internet memes, and every fandom in between. They drop new products daily and curate their selection so you don't miss out. Whether you're looking for something stellar from a galaxy far, far away with Star Wars, or from the streets of Gotham City with DC Comics, they've got surprises for everyone. Get access to exclusive releases and limited run pre-orders. You can even reserve hard-to-find items before they arrive. From Funko to Hasbro, all your favorite vendors are represented in their robust catalog of cool collectibles. They are pleased to offer risk-free shopping with their industry-leading mint condition guarantee and hassle-free 90-day returns. Entertainment Earth has been making pop culture fans happy for 25 years now and have no signs of slowing down. What's great is that for U.S. shoppers, they're currently offering free shipping for any orders placed above $49. Hey, hold the phone. Springtime is here and they're running a special spring promotion. Now you can get free shipping for orders over $39. Just use the special code you see on the screen or in the description below. It's not in the US? Don't worry. Entertainment Earth ships globally. Visit the special link in the description of this episode to take advantage of this offer and buy yourself or a loved one something really cool. Entertainment Earth. So many toys. So much fun. Um, pop that up there and really talk more about the specifics that I really liked about this episode. You know, I'm not going to try to go bit by bit like I've, I've used to. I think it's best just to talk about what I really liked and maybe some of the questions, the lingering questions that I've had um, after watching this episode. Right. So, you know, we see Mark. Um, well, actually, no, the, the episode really starts with Layla. And I think it, that was really interesting that we really got to understand more of Layla's, you know, personality and who, who she's involved with. Uh, you know, obviously, she is aware that Mark has left to Cairo, so she is in pursuit, right? But she needs, like, you know, a passport and all that stuff like that. And so she's talking to um, this forger who is preparing her documents for her and everything. And you could tell that these people, these two have worked together for a very long time. So I liked how you got more of like an understanding of Layla and what she does and, you know, kind of how she goes about things. She's almost like a Lara Croft in a way. She's kind of like a Tomb Raider. You know, she goes around and she steals relics, you know, from, you know, ancient Egypt and all across the board there but she doesn't consider it stealing you know she said like how can I steal something if it's already been stolen right so she she takes it from the black market and tries to return things to where they properly belong but at you know at the same time maybe she'll keep some things to gain some you know monetary um, gain from all that stuff you know which is I mean if I was an archaeologist and I had you know things like that I could see myself doing the same thing right why not you know, how can I fund my trips to Egypt and, you know, Morocco or wherever I want to go um, and provide me with all the gadgets I need and all that. So it was I, I did appreciate that part. Again, you get to understand more of Layla and, who, you know, maybe most of us are now starting to get a little bit more invested in her character. Right. So, I mean, again, it's yet to be seen. We don't know exactly how things are going to play out, but it was fascinating in itself that you know we got to see more of her um you know and understand what her significance is in this you know world that we're now introduced to 
you know, after that, we get to see like a, a really fast paced uh, action sequence where, you know, Mark is chasing down some of these guys. And apparently they're some of the you know followers of Arthur Harrow. Uh, and he's just trying to find out where Amit's tomb is. Right. And that's all he's trying to find out. You know, and, you know, he they ha- you have this really great fight scene, you know, with that's involving knives and all that stuff like that. And, you know, again, it, it swashbuckling type of action adventure. And I really, really dug this. And again, Oscar Isaac has been he has done nothing wrong throughout this whole series. Like he, everything he does, I'm all in. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying a lot of the stuff that I see. Um, but this is where we we kind of get a sense that. Who's really in control here? Or is there maybe possibly a third party, right? So, you know, Stephen is still in there. And, you know, as Mark is fighting these guys, Stephen tries to interrupt. It's like, stop it with the violence. I don't like this. And he's trying to, you know, take over the body once again from Mark. Because throughout this episode, we are following Mark now. Stephen is inside. Stephen is doing what Mark did in the previous two episodes, right? So, he, you know, Stephen's taking a back seat, so to speak. But Mark, you know, he's trying to do things the way he handles things. And then all of a sudden, you know, you flash back, you flash forward, and Mark is in a taxi cab waking up not realizing where he's going so he's assuming that steve took over and like now they're approaching the airport this must be a small very small town because as they're driving they see he sees two of the thugs that he was like chasing down and beating up on so he chases them down again right and then as he's trying to interrogate one of them once more you know he's getting like cornered and and beaten up because he was blindsided and stuff like that he wakes up and he's somewhere completely different and he already killed most of those thugs with the exception of one and mark is like whoa well obviously i didn't do this right so steven what did you do you know i didn't know you were capable of this and steven's like nah bro this wasn't me so what does that mean like i guess that's one of the questions that i have from this episode is is there a third personality that we don't know yet that neither Steve or Mark is aware of, you know, so that is one of the fascinating things here, you know, but, or could it be Conchu? Could Conchu just, just all of a sudden be like, all right, you two shut the hell up. I'm going to take over and do what needs to be done. Right. Because Conchu is still there, you know, telling Mark, Hey, there's one guy left, you know, why don't you push, you know, kind of, um, lead him to the ledge of the cliff and and he'll start talking, you know, pretend like you're going to drop him, which surprisingly enough, he just ends up, you know, committing suicide, you know, because of his beliefs and everything like that to, to avoid speaking altogether. But you have that conversation with Mark and, and Conchu that follows that. And Conchu at this point is kind of like, I don't know what we should do. You know, you should figure it out. You know, that's why you're my avatar. So, it's really interesting, like, how much control does Kanchu have over the Avatar? You know, how much influence? Because it looks like you could easily just talk back to him, right? With Steve, 
Steve is very easily intimidated. So all Concha had to do was just, you know, frighten him and all that stuff. And of course, he's going to run away or, or obey and stuff like that. Mark is a little different, obviously, because he's a more uh, aggressive personality. He, he's definitely has much more confidence and all that. So he has that rapport with Concha. He'll be like, no, I ain't going to do what you want to do. Um, or, yeah, that makes kind of uh, some sense. But uh, what if we do it this way or whatever, right? So it's it's really, really fascinating that dynamic that they have going on there. But Kanchu at this point just has no idea. So Mark has this interesting idea, which again I never I was not expecting. It's like, well, why don't you let me talk to the other gods and see if they maybe can intervene uh, to stop Harrow from summoning uh, Amit, right? But Kanchu, you could tell he's like scared of that notion because it does not seem like Kanchu has a good rapport with any of the other gods. Uh, he might be like the black sheep or, you know, whatever. Um, but it looks like he got in trouble before. But at the same time, he's like, you know what? We ain't got nothing else to lose, so why the hell not, right? And then he does this crazy thing where he just calls upon a, uh, an eclipse in broad daylight to kind of, um, you know, make a signal. For the rest of the gods to pay attention and be like, oh, uh-oh, Kanchu's up to no good again. I think we need to have a conference, right? Go a little powwow. And during this whole time, Harrow is, you know, he's using the compass. He found a location where the tomb apparently is. Him and his other disciples are digging away. He's aware Mark Spector is around, but he's, you know, he's like, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, that doesn't bother me one bit. Uh, just go about your business and everything like that. And you know, all this stuff is happening. So the the next things that we are treated to, which I found very fascinating, was seeing how the other gods can summon their own avatars to be representatives on Earth. I thought that part was extremely, extremely fascinating. So they make it into one of the major pyramids in Egypt. And of course, you have Mark Spector leading the way, and then you can see the reflection of Stephen, super excited. He's like, oh my God, we're actually in the middle of this you know, great pyramid. And then you start seeing all the avatars show up, right? And it's so, so interesting to see the representatives of all the major Egyptian gods. You know, obviously you have like Osiris and, uh, you know, Horus and, you know, Isis and all that stuff like that. And then you could see that uh, one of them, Yatsil, right, who's the avatar of Hathor, has kind of like a, a nice friendly rapport with Khonshu, right? So she's just trying to talk to Mark and saying, well, you know, how's, how's my buddy doing? You know, like, I don't hear from him anymore. You know, he doesn't return my texts and all that stuff like that. You know, he used to love my music. Um, and Mark is like, well, you know, he doesn't really talk much about music or anything like that. You know, he's kind of like just all one, one-minded about gotta do this, gotta do that, blah, 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 right? And everything. So, obviously, all the gods are disappointed and upset. So, in essence, they put Kanchu on trial. Right, using Mark as the avatar, and I thought that was really funny. And you know, Kanchu is just trying his best to explain the situation. And then they're like, "All right, well, you know what? Let's just summon Harrow and let's talk to him about it." So Harrow shows up, 
uh, which was really, really interesting. And it was just like, look, I know how Kanchu works. I was once his avatar as well. And, you know, he he drives you crazy. He does these crazy things and everything like that. You know, but I question, you know, his choices and what he's doing right now because this poor guy, this avatar he's using is troubled, you know. And Kanchu has no kindness or awareness to leave this guy alone. He goes by the name of Mark Spector. He's married to someone named Layla. He has another personality and he works as someone named Stephen Grant. You know, so it's a this avatar is unfit for what Kanchu is trying to accomplish and all that. So what was really interesting is that it was nice to see how the gods like, well, let's talk to Mark. Mark, are you unwell? And in an interesting way, which I wasn't expecting, Mark said, yeah, I'm not well. You know, like there's obviously something going on inside of me that I don't know how to handle. But it's not about me. I still don't agree with what Harrow is trying to do here and everything. So basically, you know, the gods are just like, well, screw it. You know, it's like we don't see any harm will of what Harrow is trying to do. We don't believe you when you tell us that's what he's trying to do. So that's it. You know, can't you? You're you have a warning. You do something again. We're going to prison you in stone and all that. Um, so it was really, really interesting. So you have Kanchu and Mark now left without anything, right? But yet they still know that Hiro's up to no good, right? So what are you going to do? So good old Yatsel comes over and is like, look, I, I have an idea. There's another way to find the tomb you're looking for. And there's this guy. You know, lives around the block back in the day. And, you know, we told him everything. You know, and he's kind of like the gatekeeper of this knowledge. Because if the gods forget, you know, they go drinking out one night, get drunk, blasted. You know, maybe someone gets into a, an accident and they have, suffer brain damage. And they can't, they don't, or someone misplaces the compass, you know, sells it, pawns it, you know, for some money for, I don't know, Sticks tickets, you know, maybe they want to go to Lollapalooza or something like that. Bus ride. You know, like, we need someone that knows how to find the tomb if we need it. So check out this dude. And it's like, all right, well, how the hell do I do that? Well, you know, figure it out. Start in the city, right? Ask around. Because you need to find Senfu. And once you find his sarcophagus, then from there... There are some ways to figure out and pinpoint where the tomb is, right? So really, really interesting. And then, so Mark obviously goes into town. He's asking questions. People are looking at him all weird and all that stuff like that. And then Layla shows up once again, right? Layla's there and it's like, well, look, I know what you need. Let's figure it out together. I'm here now, right? So why not? Let's just work as a team on this. I know a guy who knows a guy who has the, the thing you're looking for. I'm like, all right. So they go on a boat ride. Nice romantic boat ride, you know. They got the lights. They got the music. You have people partying on it and everything like that. And this was a moment that, you know, we get to hear a little bit more about, you know, 
their relationship in a way you know and this was also great but it, this part felt long it really did but we get a little bit more of an understanding as to the chemistry between mark and her you know got some insights of like what they were involved in you know they hear the music they they see people partying it's like oh this reminds us of when reminds me of when we got married and all that stuff um so i thought it was like a, a sweet moment i don't know if it hit home the way they meant it to for me personally but it it was nice again to get more of that backstory um so they show up at this place right it's a mansion you get these all like freaking horses and people kind of like battling out like it's it's almost like a medieval times kind of thing like that and the guy is i guess like a collector and stuff or he has his own you know uh love of egyptian artifacts and everything and it's it looks like layla is very friendly with this guy and his helper his his like guard right sounds like they go way back you know back from the old hood and stuff like that so obviously the guy wants to know well why do you want to see the sarcophagus right and Layla is like trying to explain he's like no 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 no. I want to hear it from your husband so he tries to explain you know all that um and you know he, he ends up getting away to look in there but Mark cannot do anything in regards to Egyptian lore or reading what he needs to read and all that. So they're begging Steve to help out, right? So Steve tries to help out through the reflection and Markstra's trying to follow along. You know, so they're doing all that stuff. And then who freaking shows up again? This guy. This guy, he's like, he just knows where to go every freaking time. He's, you know, it, it's so... He always likes to put a wrench into their plans and all that. So it's kind of like you can't get one up on him at all, you know, which is really, really interesting. And, you know, he goes to the dude and he's like, look, look, I, I you know, you probably want to know as well as they do where this thing is and where the treasures are. But, you know, why settle for a clue when you can have the real deal? And he presents the compass, right? So he's trying to like barter with this guy, you know, in in a way to kind of take the attention away from Mark and Layla. And now, you know, he's like, and and plus, I'll show you what I'm capable of, right? So he displays his magic, his summoning magic, and all that stuff like that. So the guy is all he's like all in, right? He's like, yeah, I like this guy. You know, and I don't know why you guys and all that, but you guys are like somewhat like imposters. So, you know, you need to go. But obviously, you know, you, they still need what they need, right? And then you have this big fight that ensues, right? So Mark finally summons the suit. He go toe-to-toe. But, you know, there's so many people there on the compound and they're fighting and this and that we get to see how Layla fights and she's pretty damn good she's quite kick-ass for sure um but this was a great fight scene great great uh, series of fights and camera angles and we get to see a somewhat a little bit more of the powers of the moon knight and all that 
Now, during the demonstration of um, the powers of Harrow, he kind of blasted the sarcophagus, right? Because like, you don't need that. You know, again, I'll show you the way and everything. But they still need these artifacts within, which is like this uh, cloth that has like constellations on it. They still need that if they're going to try to pinpoint where, you know, Ahmed's tomb is. You know, so after they do what they do and, you know, they're able to get away, there was one moment where you're like, whoa, I didn't know that Moon Knight can take so much damage and still hang on there, right? That's that, that's that willpower. That's that fortitude, right? Um, but it, it was really, really interesting to see that. But you know, they were able to get away and all that, and they run, they gather what they can, but everything is like mangled and destroyed and ripped apart and all that, right? So they go off somewhere. They're trying to put the pieces together, and Mark is like, "I'm so frustrated. I can't do this." And Layla is just like, "Look, we need Steve." Stephen can do this. You know, just trust him. Let him handle it. And But Marcus, like, he, he's, there's no way he's going to be able to give me back my body, right? Because that's just how Stephen is. He's very selfish. He thinks only about himself. But Layla's like, look, we have no choice at this point. Like, we need him. So Stephen takes over. And, um, you know, He's looking at the cloths and he's putting all this stuff together and he figures it out. Right? He figures it out and he's like, look, here you go. And you could see by the pinpoints in the cloth, it's a constellation. So all we have to do is find a constellation and then it'll point us to where the tomb is. But Stephen's like, it's not that easy. Now, of course, Conchu is listening and all that stuff like that. Because this map was done thousands and thousands of years ago constellations and stars they they move in time so we need to figure out how the sky was back then then we could line things up and all that and that's when Kanshu comes on he's like well i was there that night i remember that night you know like i remember every other night and all that so i myself can show you how that is, how that night sky was, but I need your help. But I know if I do this, the gods are going to hate me, they're going to get angry, and they're going to imprison me, and all that stuff like that. So if that happens, or when that happens, tell Mark to rescue me. It's like, all right, bet, let's do it. So, you know, Steve dons his classy Moon Knight suit, which I really love. And with the help of Khonshu, they're moving the stars, right? So it's this big spectacle, right? It's this huge spectacle and all that stuff like that. Everyone can see it happening, including Harrow. And Harrow is like, Khonshu, you fool. You're bringing this upon yourself now. So in a way, Harrow kind of like has some affinity to towards Kanchu because he was once the avatar at one point so i guess you know there's kind of like that love hate relationship right so they finally settle to where the stars are aligned the way they were supposed to they use the thing they line things up they figure out where the tomb is bitta bang bitta boom bitta boom right all right let's go now the gods we see them there's they're all together they're doing this ritual 
and you see like a piece of stone like in between all of them forming into a mini statue of Kanchu and Kanchu is like disappearing kind of like like back to the future or like when the snap happened and, and everyone goes to dust he's doing the same thing right and then he disappears and the statue is now formed he is now in prison in stone right so they have another conference with Dr. Harrow Arthur Harrow right so Harrow goes back and I'm just showing you a picture of like Harrow so you know who I'm talking about um there's Conchu damn fool and there's Harrow right so they're you know, apologizing to Harrow is like you know we should have listened to you you know you're right Conchu is un uncontrollable he's out of his mind and that's all right so where is he now oh there's the stone there's a little statue oh how sweet it looks very cute do you mind if I just talk to him alone for a minute? Because he can hear me, right? I We think so. Like, All right, give it a shot. Leave him alone. Goes up to the statue and he starts talking to him. And basically, he's just saying that, you know, the one thing he really, really loved about being the avatar of Khonshu is that he really enjoyed dealing out the pain for him doing the dirty deeds the killings all that stuff like that and that's probably one of the greatest sins that he has however he's thanking Khonshu for that opportunity because his spirit is somewhat broken and now he can achieve what Khonshu could never achieve right dun, dun, dun. black and that's how the episode ends so what does all of that mean right what really is harrow trying to do here and that is like the main question right now that is left on the table we know amit is involved but is he really trying to summon amit to just have amit i don't know exist in this plane and run amok right or one of the speculations i had in a previous episode was that is he trying to ingest the powers of Amit so that he himself can do some stuff cause some trouble i don't know cause more harm in the world or what have you so it's really really interesting and then now it's going to happen to Kanchu, because as Kanchu is imprisoned there goes the powers of Mark and Stephen. They can no longer summon the suit. They can no longer have, you know, the, the strength and power that they've had because Kanchi was the one that was giving it to them as, you know, them being his avatar. But now he's in prison. So now they're left to their own devices. What's going to happen to them now, right? How are they going to exist knowing that they're not going to have those supernatural powers anymore right so really really fascinating stuff and that's one of the reasons why i really enjoyed this episode because i felt like it left you with like kind of like a down note right not not to the level of like empire strikes back or anything like that but conscious imprisoned no more powers for mark and steven harrow has a leg up on everyone because he can go everywhere and he has all the gods believing in him that you know he's he's a good guy and he has 
no ill intentions at all. You know, but on the plus side, Layla and Mark now know where the tomb is. They know where they need to go. But what are they going to do when they get there? How can they stand up to Harrow and his disciples when he doesn't have the power and backup of Khonshu anymore? Or is Stephen going to tell Mark, hey, bruv, by the way, Khonshu left me a message and said, if he's in prison, you got to help him out. So we need to break him out of jail first and then do what we got to do. So that's probably what's going to happen there because without those powers and without the backup of Khonshu, those guys are sitting ducks and they ain't going to do shit, really. So that's it. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the, the spoiler talk there. That's the recap. Um, again, let me know in the comments what you guys think about this episode. You know, what were some of your favorite moments? What are some lingering questions you have after this episode and from the series so far? Because, again, we are given a lot of stuff, but we're also left with a lot of questions, a lot of things to kind of, you know, answer and all that. Um, and what's next? You know, what are you speculating is going to happen next? What's the end game of, of it all, right? Is it just primarily to stop Harrow from summoning Ahmed and doing what he got to do and, and running buck wild out there? Like, is that the end game or is there something more that we haven't thought about or that we haven't been exposed to yet? I mean, what is it? Let me know your thoughts in the comments and let's have a discussion about it because it is pretty fascinating to say the least. So that is this week's episode of the Morning After Spoiler Podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening and watching. If you are new to all of this and you enjoyed it, don't forget the easiest way that to show your support that costs you nothing is just to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell to get notified every time a new episode is uploaded. If you are an audio listener, another great way to support is to go to the Loki Geek channel on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure to follow along there and download the episodes. Leave a great rating um, when it prompts you to. Um, because again, that brings it to, to more eyes and then we can grow, keep growing this community, uh, which I definitely enjoy uh, engaging with. And you know, I love being able to have discussions and you know run questions by you and all that stuff like that so with all that being said appreciate it we'll see you again next week until then stay cool stay classy stay safe and i'll catch all of you next time all right y'all bye